are listening to the Every Truth Podcast with me, Stacey Camille. This is a creative space where every episode is inspired by the truth and wisdom of God's Word. We are a community that's supportive, honest, and willing to share. So join me every Monday and Wednesday to talk about overcoming real personal and spiritual challenges with faith, hope, and love. Grab your favorite cup of coffee, your Bible, a notebook, and come on in. Hey everyone, we are back with the Everyday Truth Podcast with me, Stacey Camille. So we are talking about the will of God. I got a question from um, one of you young ladies. Thank you so much for submitting your question. And actually, this is the last question of season two. So I am actually glad to answer this question because it leads me into my big announcement. So let's get into the question first. What is the will of God for my life? Or how do I find out or what is the will of God for my life? A lot of people ask this question and the answer that I've heard so far is always, you know, you pray, you ask God and he will tell you what is his will for your life, which is true. But I also want to point out that the Bible also makes it clear, um, what is his will for us, right? He also speaks through his word. And so I'm going to cover some of those verses here just to make it clear for you. So you should be reading the word and you should be um, talking to God about that because God has like, you know, a general will for all of us. It is his will that um, it is not his will that any man should perish. And the opposite of that is it is it, it is his will that we are all saved. Right. And then there's also some other uh, parts here. So we'll start with first. Thessalonians 5 16 to 18 and that is always be joyful I'm reading the um, NLT version never stop praying be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus Um, that is as clear as it can be so the first verse 16 is rejoice always it is God's will that you should be joyful not just be happy, which depends on what is happening around you, the circumstances that is um, that you are presented with. No, it's is to be joyful in every situation, and to be joyful is to have that hope that this situation is going to get better, that God is going to come through for you, that He is going to deliver you, that He's going to provide, that um, He He wants the best for you. And you trusting him and trusting that he has your best interests at heart. And even though you may be going through hard times right now, it will get better. Joy will come in the morning, right? And that is based off of your experience and your relationship with him uh, that you have built throughout the years, right? That is based on uh, your investment, your time investment with him the time that you spent in prayer, the time that you spent in conversing with him every day. So I know that God has come through for me before. I know that he wants the best for me. I know that he loves me and, and, and he wants me to be uh, joyful. He wants good things for me. He wants me to be healed. He wants me to be prosperous. 
So therefore, even though I'm going through something right now that does not look like what he wants for me, things will change, right? Because nothing lasts forever. We all go through these cycles. So we, based off that, based off that relationship, based off of knowing who he is, not just what he can do for you as well, just, just who he is. He's, he's, he's sovereign, he's loving, he's kind. Um, he corrects me when I'm wrong. Even when I stray off because he loves me, he puts me back on the right path. I am joyful that I am his child, that I am his friend, that he calls me friend. Um, so that is his will that we be joyful. Next thing is we never stop praying. We never stop communing with God. His will is that we are always having that conversation with him. We're talking to him about every aspect of our lives because he does care for us, right? So we're talking to him about that, um, that relationship, that, that guy that we really like, that we want to marry, that we uh, want to date, that we're curious about, that woman that, um, that, that looks interesting to us, that we may want to have, you know, children with whatever that is. Um, we're talking to him about the fact that we may be lonely right now. You know, we're talking to him about that job that we want, that career path that we want to take, um, about our children, about our family, about our ministry. We're talking to him about every aspect of our lives. Um, so that is what he wants. We're talking to him when we feel attacked by the enemy, whether it's a physical enemy or a spiritual enemy. We're talking to him about everything. And that is his will that we are continuously talking to him. Even when we feel like he does not hear us or he is not answering our prayer, we are still always talking to him because even though he may be silent, um, that does not mean that he does not hear us. It may be he's working something out, right? It may be that the answer may not be yes or no right now. It may be just wait. And he may be teaching us patience. So we should always be talking to him. And the third thing is be thankful in all circumstances. So whether we are high on the mountain or in the valley, we are struggling or everything is all good, we are thankful in every situation. Paul says that he is content no matter where he is, whether he's sitting in um, in high places in a palace or he's sitting in jail, he's always grateful, he's always thankful for where he is, he's always content because uh, things always change, like I said earlier. So we, are, we rejoice always, we pray continually, we're always in communication with God and we are always thankful because this is the will for those who are in Christ Jesus. So here's a, a couple other verses that I also wanted to point out um, where it speaks about God's will for us. First Peter 2.15, again, the um, New Living Translation. It is God's will that your honorable lives should silence those ignorant people who make foolish accusations against you. Let's take that apart, right? So it is God's will that first our lives be honorable and by our lives, by the way we live, we silence those who make false accusations against us. That means that we are living in such a way 
that anybody that brings any false accusation against you, whether they're trying to lie on you on your job, your friends turn on you, whatever it is, um, it, it's, it's an automatic lie because the way we are living contradicts what they said. And that is God's will for us that we live in such a way that if there is any evil spoken of against us, that it's a lie. It's an automatic lie because our character, our lives speak for itself. We don't have to fight. We don't have to argue with anyone. Somebody could just open up the book of our lives and say, you know what? That's not true. That's not true of Stacy. That's not true of Susan. That's not true of whoever or whatever your name is because their lies speak otherwise. So that is God's will. And so the focus should be living your life in such a way that, um, that honors God, right? Living your life in such a way where you're everybody, anybody that, that, that sees you or even hears your name called, right? Can say, you know what? That's a good person. Even if they haven't met you, even if they haven't met you, they can say, I've heard that name. I heard, you know what? I, I heard of Stacy Camille and I heard she does good work. I heard that she's charitable. I heard that she's a nice person. I heard that, you know, she's loving. She's kind. I heard that she's resourceful. I heard that she's trustworthy. She's loyal. Um, so even if somebody does not meet you, even if when they hear your name said in conversation, your reputation precedes you, right? Your reputation speaks for itself. So that's God's will for you. Okay. So the last one, here it is actually not the last one. The second one is second Peter three, nine. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think. No. He is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. So this goes back to, it is the will of God that you be saved. It is the will of God that you receive salvation, that you are baptized in the name of Jesus, that you are filled with the Holy Spirit, that you live a life that is honorable. It is not his will that anyone should perish. So there you have it right there. So it's not that he's slow um, to, to, to punish those who are sinful. Sometimes somebody will do something against you, right? So you, you feel like, let, 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 let's talk about a, a situation maybe on the job. You know, your boss is on your back or a coworker is doing things to sabotage you so that they can get ahead, so that they could climb the ladder. Um, and, and, and you feel like, you know, you're praying to God about it over and over and over again, and nothing is happening, right? You feel like, look at the government now, look at, look at society now. There's so much evil going on. And you're like, man, you know, when is God going to correct things? When is he going to set things straight? Or if something has happened terrible to your family, somebody, um, God forbid murdered someone in your family or hurt somebody or hurt you, hurt you. Maybe you were abused when you were younger or even now, and, or a crime was committed against you and you pray to God, you talk to God about it and nothing happens. And you're like, you know, why, why, why not? Don't you love me, God? Why didn't you, um, aren't you a God of, of justice? Aren't you a just God? Didn't you say that you would repay, right? Didn't you say revenge is mine, said the Lord. And he's saying, yes, he is a just God, but he's also a patient God. 
and he knows somebody's end from their beginning and he knows um and he wants everyone to be saved so it's giving everyone a chance to repent and that is what he's doing because it is his will that everyone has a chance to hear the gospel and to and to and to think about this option of being saved and to choose Jesus to choose Christ he's giving everybody that chance now if you don't choose then that's something else but that is what he's doing there okay um he says i give you a new commandment love one another just as i have loved you you must also love one another that's john 13:34 and that's another um that's another thing that God wants us to do. That is also in the will of God, that God wants us to love each other the way that he loved us. And we also, we, we say this a lot in church. Um, and sometimes I feel like we say it and it's just word service. But if we really think about the way God loves us, it's really tough for us as humans to love each other that way. But he commands us to do that. So that means we should give each other grace. If somebody hurts us, guess what? We have to forgive because we expect God to forgive us when we do things that are not in his will. When we commit sin over and over and over again, we expect him actually sometimes to forgive us, but we don't want to forgive, um, you know, sister so-and-so or our sister or brother or whoever, because, um, you know, they've hurt us. We want God to just burn them down and send fire on them, but God forgive me. You know, that's not how it works. So if we want God to forgive us, if we want God to love us, despite the fact that we have flaws, that we lie sometimes, that we cheat sometimes, that we are not faithful sometimes, then we have to love each other in that same way. And that is the will of God. We have to give each other space and grace to grow, to, 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 to love to give and not judge right so there there it is it's, it's it is the in the will of god for us to love and uh my last scripture is pure and genuine religion in the sight of god the father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you and that is james 1 and 27. Uh, so that I, I really love that scripture because it's those two words, pure and genuine, uh, pure and genuine religion. That is something that we really need today. Religion, religion has turned into uh, physical service, words, lip service, where we say we do things. We say we love God. We say we're disciples of Jesus, but our lives don't really uh, reflect that also a lot of religion has to do with works meaning um, as long as I go to the church or cathedral or wherever I go and I do my little prayer there I can go back and live the way I want to live I can treat people the way I want to treat them talk to anyone the way I want to talk to them um, but on the outside when I leave my house it's 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 a different thing right so what james is saying pure religion genuine religion that god uh respects that what god wants from us in the sight of god 
is to care for the orphans and the widows, meaning care for people that are not seen by society, that are pushed aside. So when I think of widows and orphans, I think of those not just in a physical sense, right? Not not only those who have actually physically lost their parents or their spouses, but those who are spiritual orphans, right? Those who are wandering around with no sense of God, Jesus being their father, loving them or caring for them, feeling alone, feeling lost. Um, those are the persons that I think about. Your, your prodigals, right? You, you include those as well. So caring for those people is also in the will of God. Also, um, those who are in distress, those who need help and, and just, just seeing those people that society doesn't see. When we look on social media, when we look on TV, you, you either see two things. You see the rich, you see the famous, you see the beautiful, you see the ones that are making it or, or seem to be making it, um, seem to be living the high life and they're not necessarily um, they may or may not be actually living that, but those are the ones that are put in front of us and they're like, hey, you know, this is what you want to be. You want to be rich. You want to be on a yacht. You want to be living in a, a fancy home. You want to be this. And what you are right now is not enough. So that all that makes you feel like you're not enough. Um, you see, and then on the other hand, you'll see uh, all the world's troubles. Oh, there's crime here. There's this there. You, The Republicans are fighting the Democrats or fighting this party and that party all over the world. And war and all that stuff so it's like these two contrasting messages that are we are bombarded with all the time and we don't see the people that are right in front of us we don't see the person that actually is talking to us we don't see the person that needs counseling that needs a friend that needs a ear we, we're we're bombarded by all these other messages and pure and genuine religion is seeing those that society does not see seeing the, uh, the elderly who have been put in the nursing homes and nobody really thinks about them anymore. They just shoved aside, you know, you, you can't contribute to society anymore. So we're going to throw you over here and we don't care about you anymore. Um, seeing the, the, the criminal or the ex-criminals, seeing the persons who are, are, are committing sins or, you know, just not doing what God wants them to do the seeing the anger the angry person and saying you know what there's something deeper there and maybe if i just open up my mouth open up my heart and just mention jesus to them and let them know that he cares and let them know that it doesn't matter where you come from he is open to listening to you he is open to 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 loving you and he's loving you despite what you do he's loving you for who he created you to be if we can just do that then that is the will of god we are in the will of god uh and then the last portion of that scripture talks about not letting the world corrupt you meaning just Focusing our attention, our mind, our body, our spirit on Jesus Christ and what we are really here to do. We, we're not here to just get rich and, and famous and just to be law, you know, everybody just to, to lift us up and laud all over us and, 
and and make us feel good we're not here to feel good all the time we are here and we are saved to spread the message of the gospel to spread the good news we are here to love others we are here to listen to each other we are here to give each other grace to be kind to each other no matter what no matter where we are it is better to seek to understand somebody than to fight to make your point all the time if you understand what i'm saying we should focus on understanding where someone is coming from so that we can address any issues or talk things through rather than being right all the time the only one that is right a hundred percent of the time is god so if we're coming from that perspective and we're talking to people through the lens of let me present christ to you let me present the answer that he gave then you'll be right because you're presenting it from a place of god is telling you to do this god is right god knows god knows so i want to encourage you to focus on not so much the rules of religion i don't think that that is what not letting the world corrupt you means i think we should focus on making sure our eyes are looking towards jesus and we see people with the lens on of love and making sure that we're presenting jesus to them in the way that he wants to be represented if you do that if you do that if you focus on that then you won't be corrupted if you understand what i mean if you're if you're focusing your attentions too much on not doing something eventually you're going to end up doing it but if you focus your attentions on doing something more you're going to do more of it um so it's 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 more of let me focus on loving people the way god wants me to love people if i focus on doing that then i will not let the world corrupt me because I, the more i love people the way god wants me to love people then my love for people will increase i will care about people more and i'll be more focused on that and pleasing god as opposed to just not doing something all the time so let me recap about the will of God for your life. Rejoice always. Always have the joy of the Lord in your heart no matter what. Communicate with God continuously always. Give thanks in every circumstance no matter what it is. Make sure that you are building a your your character in a way that is honorable so that people uh will not be able to speak evil against you. Make sure that you forgive others and be patient with others the way God wants you to be uh, patient, just like he is being patient. Make sure that you see others the way that God sees them. Focus on the people that the world does not really care about, your, your orphan, your prodigal the elderly, the abused, all the people that Jesus came in this world to save, that should be your focus. 
not being like the rich and the famous and those who think that they are saved or think that they are righteous. Focus on those who know that they need salvation and that and and the last thing is to not let the world corrupt you meaning put all your attentions on building your love for others uh spreading the gospel the message of jesus christ the good news that there is another way that god does love people that god doesn't want to just it's not his will to send anybody to hell it is his will that everyone uh, would come to repentance. And if you focus your attentions on that and you, you and guard your heart with love, then you will not let the world corrupt you. So that is the will of God for your life. Now, when it comes to marriage and having a family, those are things that individuals should pray to God about, right? That's why you should pray. That's the will of God you should pray to God about, you should talk to God about those things. And he will tell you individually if that is the case. And you'll be open to that. You, if it's not his will for you to be married, you know, he will tell you that. But the thing is you have to, you have to communicate. You, you have to talk to him about it. You can't just go off and be like, well, um, it's the will of God for, for, for me to be married, but you never talk to him about that. Right? So that's why he says it's, it, it is his will that you pray continuously. So that, that I hope that answers your question. I, I know that if you continue to do those things that, that he specifically says, then everything else will fall into place. Um, what we tend to do is we tend to focus on the little things is, is it God's will for me to have this job? Is it God's will for me to do this? Don't so much focus on that. Focus on the communication. Focus on, on what you're really here for. Focus, focus on the love. Okay. Alrighty. Thank you so much.